Show and go for Friday, February 10th. Jack Taylor Davis with D. Strange Gordon, who's got what the silver slugger over his left shoulder. You got a jersey over your right shoulder. What's what's All the star game? All star game. All star game. Okay, yep. one of your uh, two. Gold glove. Uh and that's like a I wear this bait. You see me wear that bait stuff all the time. That's like a doll that goes with like bait. How about that? So, all right. So two-time all-star, gold glover, silver slugger, owner of a batting title, D. Gordon. Um, and arguably the coolest home run ever hit in the game. Yeah. So obviously <laughs> I got to ask you about that because that's like a moment that's just going to live forever. But uh, right before I hit the record button, Taylor was like, I, I asked, where did you guys meet? Goes, your little cameo, right? Yeah, I said, okay, so you guys met in Indy, I assume, in 2021. And he was like, well, we knew each other in Indy, but also my, my mom works for him. Taylor, explain this to me. Uh, no, I mean, me, me and Dee became close when we were in when we were in Indy. Um, we have a lot of – I think, like, our, our background thinking is very similar. Um, the, the, you know, yeah. the, just, just the basis of our lives. We, we think very similarly. Um, and – he lives in Florida. My pa- I'm from Florida. My parents lived in Florida. Uh, my mom was really unhappy at her job, and D had some big aspirations. He still does. Like, you know, people see people see him and see what he's doing on the field. The stuff that he does off the field is just as big, if not bigger. Um, not only for the community, but for his for himself and for his family as well. It's 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 really inspiring for a lot of people. If you don't know, you guys can go find articles, and you should, um, and you should follow the company is Black Sheep Farms. You should follow their their process. Um, but uh, so basically, <clears throat> um, I just said, hey, like, you know, I trust D and, and, and I obviously trust my mom like, hey, D, here's somebody that that could help you do a lot of things. The funny part is that it started with uh, my dad at the time was working at a company and he actually logistically could currently help D with a project. Nice. Something happened and like my dad couldn't go see D. So my mom went and they got to talking and she calls me and she goes. Yeah, I think I'm gonna start working for him. <laughs> I was like, "That's so sick." <clears throat> yeah, man, awesome. it's been a year now. Uh, we we're in uh, and I had some stuff going on off the field that I needed to take care of. So I told Taylor, "Like, yo, I got some stuff I'm gonna do off the field. Like, start, you know, just the, my career is winding down. So I want to start doing some other stuff." He's like, he made it seem like easy. He's like, "Yo, my mom's the best consultant in the state of Florida." And I'm like, bro, you're a liar. You know, your mom's a dad for something. Like, no, both my parents. Me, me, dad, dad's awesome. And dad tells us the truth. He's just like, my wife would be better suited for this. And man, when I tell you this last year has been amazing, Taylor and his family are my family. Uh, we ask about each other's kids all day long, uh, you know, so. It's just it's just been awesome how it's working out. Uh, like you said, I got some big aspirations off the field. Uh, I can't say much about all of it, but definitely, definitely got some big aspirations off the field. Sorry, you know, and they're, and they're, the aspirations, you know, I think like just like the story that I know he's going to ask you about the home run. Like, you know, the aspirations yeah. aren't just for for himself. You know, I think that he's something that a lot of people probably don't know about him is that. He wants to uplift uplift his community 
more than he wants to help himself. And I think that says a lot about you and a lot about your character. But yeah, man, that's what I want to do. I want to, you know, like I'm blessed, you know, to make some money playing baseball, but you know, I got friends who are like, yeah, I got friends in the game, but like my best friends in the world are still back at home. So I would love to, you know, further myself as a human, you know, with alongside my best friends in the world and with Taylor's mom helping me. Makes a lot of sense. Hey, so you guys met in pretty similar situations, right? Taylor, um, you know, you were kind of bouncing around the AAA levels, right? You were in Norfolk, you were in Iowa, you land in Indy in 2021. D, you were in Nashville, Iowa, and Indy all last year, all in 2021. So when and you Cincinnati. guys and and uh Cincinnati. Cincinnati started the year in Cincinnati. That's right. He did start Yeah, the year. I, was, I was with Cincy for spring training, yep. So when you guys did link in Indianapolis, like how quickly did you guys hit it off? Are you just, are you guys just. I was there three weeks. Down? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, it's weird. Like I'm like a normal human. So like if we teammates and stuff, I'm just like, yo, what's up? How everybody doing? I think guys is like thrown off by it a little bit. I'm like, and Taylor was the only one that's like, what's up, bro? Shoot. <laughs> hey, you know, I've, I've always I've always said that, like, I'm the guy that's willing to ask the questions that other won't, others won't. Like, I'm willing to go right. up to the people. Like, what are you going to do? Say say no. Um, right. But he's absolutely right. Everybody in that locker room was like, oh, my gosh. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this guy's coming out. Of, like, yeah. what? Like, no, dude, he's a normal guy. Like, he the just so happened to is, win a batting title. Yeah, crazy part is I played against him in, like, Two days yeah. before. Yep. Played yeah, against us a like, couple days before. For like five days. Yeah. I actually, and then I played against I played against you the first time I played against D. You were rehabbing something, and I played against you in New Orleans. We were in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. And I, I and I that was uh, so my thumb. So so the funny part about that is I would have had long hair at the time, and I looked like the I looked like a slow pitch softball player playing baseball. I was like a cartoon character. So I just remember getting to second and D just D loved me already. He was like laughing. We were talking up the middle yeah. after I hit a double or something. You know, it was it was funny. That's where that's where I remember first seeing him. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty fun. Pretty fun couple weeks yeah, in India. And it's crazy. Now we're like family. Yeah. <laughs> So, D, we were, we were just talking about your game right before you hopped on, right? And you are, I guess, a throwback game. We talked about it. What You hit 300 last year, right? In Washington, you hit 305. In the big leagues. In the big leagues, in 22 games. Like, that's just what you're always going to do. 2015, you hit 333. You got a lifetime batting average right around 290. But you're not going to slug, right? You're not the three true outcome guy. As the game has almost changed, how have you like remained so confident in what you do? And, and in turn, that's obviously like created a job for you for what eleven big league seasons. I'm just good at what I do. Just be the best version of myself. Uh, like that's the only thing I focus on. You know what I'm saying? There's like, there's no way like the man inside me can't hit you know two hundred and pop twenty home runs. Like, they're like, <laughs> or some like, some in me just can't be like, oh, let's just be okay with striking out. Like, like as a man, I just don't see, like, I can't do it. That's That's been half of the problem is like, you know, yeah, I'm early in the count. Taylor seen me early in the count. I take my chances. But when I get in, a, you know, an account, I'm not going to take the same chance. And 
that's just part of what's happened with the game. It's more, it's more uh, computer driven. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's stats like that don't even account for my game. You see what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. Stats, like, yeah, you you like, are absolutely a discounted player because of the background. Yeah. No questions asked. Yeah. You are somebody that has clearly been hindered by that. And the interesting part to me is like. You are what I tell every kid to do. Like you are the best you that you could possibly be. And you trust that. You like trust that process every single time you go out on the field. Um, you know, and look, I guarantee you, if you if you keep playing for the next five years, you'll have a job for the next 10 after that. Because five years from now, I Jack, mark my words, five years from now, the 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 Devaruses are coming back because We've talked about this, but the three-run home run wins games. How do you yeah. hit a three-run home run? You got two, two guys, guys on base. base. Yep. You know. Well, my thing is they have the the run created, the weighted runs created, right? So if I get to first base and I still second it, I still third, and he hits a ground ball to short, and I score because of that. There's no weighted run created for that. Yep. And, and you know you get the credit you get the credit deserved for the stolen base, but you don't get it for the good base running. Also, like that's the part where but, like D's not just fast. Like you're a good base runner. Like don't take that. You yeah. know what I mean? So like you're scoring on balls you shouldn't. You're going over on balls you shouldn't. Those are somebody talked about this last year. I thought it was super interesting. Somebody said like a guy tagging up on a ball that he couldn't would gain him X amount of, of uh, you know, war based on the base running stat. That's a money, that's a money decision. Like okay. that's an area where you made money for the team just by being good at what you do. It, it's, it's crazy. It, it really is. It's something that is so, the most interesting part to me is that these teams look at like the numbers, they look at the data and they're like, all right, so many guys are so unsuccessful at running that we're just not going to run anymore. Instead of saying, how do we do it better? We've just said, hey, we don't want to do it. And I think that's a crazy aspect to the base running. Yo! Party. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, they like playing right at the stairs. They're showing up here. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Kid, um, kid. Two of them, under two. <laughs> I love that. Um one of them, yes, one of them like, is gonna be in yeah. One of them is gonna is gonna be in. Uh, we're already like locked in. Like Brooks is gonna marry his daughter, so we're good. We're sold. We're we're ready to go. Perfect. Good. We're good. Excellent. But athletic like, but like to Taylor's to Taylor's uh, point, like I I'm not have no problem with numbers like at all, like or computers or science. But if like I play for an organization. And I'm not going to say their name, but the organization had this system about hitting. This is their system about hitting. And the system was you got points based off if you swung at a good pitch, fine, right? If you hit it at a right angle or a right exit, you know, you could totally – there were games like, okay, so I asked them a question. I was like, well, what, what does – if if we get – if I bunt and get a base hit and still second and still third and score, what does that get me? They told me that does nothing. So what if I bunt at a good pitch? It means nothing. The ace of Velo ain't fast enough. Uh, da, 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 da. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Cool, cool. 
I say, so what if I hit a line drive over the shortstop head? Oh, that's only going to get you one star. I say, but what if I hit five of those and have three doubles? And you score four well, runs and you win four to three. Literally said it meant nothing. Yeah. There were games on this – in the major leagues, there were games we'll go to the next day, three for four, three runs, two stolen bases, and get in a hitter's meeting, and they put it on the big jumbo on the screen, and I'm dead last. With three hits and four runs scored. Like, I'm looking at people being number one because they swung through three fastballs, but they were right down the middle. Yeah. Well, of course you're going to throw him down the middle to him because he can't hit him. Right. You know, you actually, you actually, <laughs> one one of uh one of the like the best definitions of what's happening, and I tell everybody this is you told me this when I asked you about it in uh, in Indy is I asked him, like, you know, are guys trying to change your swing? Like, when you – because, you know, he had been – what did you say? Like, four teams before he got to Indy. So, I was like, hey, like, if these guys tried to get you to buy into the launch angle, buy into all that. And he said, yeah. And I said, you know, you are the definition of a player that shouldn't have to do that because you don't have to to create value. And his answer, which I, like, I love, and I it's – is there's been too much capital thrown into this financial capital, mental capital. These teams have put too much into it to to give up at this point. Yeah, I have said, yeah. and I will die on this pedestal, we are the most talented our game has ever been, but we are not playing the best baseball that we have ever played. Yes. And, and, I, and, yes. and, you know, I don't know how far away we are from coming back, but I think that's a really interesting point. Is like, look, he was like, this is, it's going to ride itself out. And you're absolutely right. Like, at some point, Hopefully sooner than later, somebody is going to out baseball you. And I'll tell you this, the Phillies almost did it. The Phillies yeah. almost out baseballed you this year. When that happens, yeah, if it's if it's two if it's two sabermetrically driven teams, like say if it's the Rays or like the Dodgers, like you see what I'm saying? That's like that's the computer playing against each other. So that makes sense. Where you got the Phillies just playing baseball, you see what I'm saying? Like, yep. You might win, you may not win, but the Phillies just didn't have enough pieces. They weren't even supposed to yep. be there. You see and you're I'm starting saying? to see it. The Mets are doing it, right? The Mets, the Padres, like yeah. people are hating this U Darvish trend. But dude, go look at go look at the big time starters right now in the game that have succeeded at the age of 37, succeeded at right. the age of 38. That deal is not scary. He's already gone through the surgery. Like, that's a team that's saying, forget the intangibles. Like, he's got the intangibles. Forget the numbers. Give me the best player. And, yeah, and that's right. what Steve Cohen did, too. That's why it's so fun to me to see what's happening with those teams. And the other thing that I love about that is that those teams are going to compete, are going to have to compete for the next 10 years. Like, yeah. I, I want to well, go back. What scares me. Oh, yeah. No, you go ahead, D. Oh, what scares me is. What about these eight-year-olds that's been taught that swing this whole time? Right. Like, here's the thing. I, you know, Taylor, you know me. You've been around me. I can dissect the swing from a four-year-old to a 50-year-old and like that. Eight-year-olds need it. The ball's not thrown hard enough, so you actually got to hit the ball high and far. When we're supplying the juice, like – from a 95 mile an hour fastball, well, 
you only really got to get your barrel on that to hit it. To hit it far. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So I just it's it's so it, not individualized. Like you are a right. player that needs you need to exploit what you're good at. Look, one thing that I that I talk about with Tampa, I believe that Tampa's the best in the world at 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 a lot of things that they do. I think they're the best overall organization. That's just my opinion. Just because I think they develop really well, I think they draft really well. I think they put right. the pieces together. But one thing that they do is they do two things with every one of their players, whether it's a pitcher or a hitter. They exploit what you're good at, and they put you in a situation to succeed. Yeah. And those two things put those guys in the right scenario. Now, don't get me wrong. Those guys are also using the background numbers. But the interesting part about Tampa is, like, if you go look at their arms, they're not all flamethrowers throwing throwing fastballs, riding fastballs by you. So the notion that it has to be the perfect Rapsodo Trackman guy – it's not true because that team has shown you that we can be very successful without doing that. So building off that, I want to go back to your 2017 season because they started tracking exit velo and you've got it available on baseball reference. You hit 308 with 60 bags. What do you think your average exit velocity was in 2017? Mid to low eight. Yeah, 81. 80, I told Taylor that, and he was like, whoa, because we're so used to, all right, you've got a 28% strikeout rate, and you're hitting 240, but your average exit velo is over 90, so that's encouraging. You hit 310. You had 60 bags. With 200 hits. With 200 hits, and here you are you know, putting up an 81. So there are people now in this modern way of thinking that will say, oh, that guy doesn't impact the ball enough for me. You need 310 hitters on every team in Major League Baseball. Which, by the way, the guy that's led the American League in hits the last two years has not had 200 hits. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. I mean, dude. You know, you know this is something that I think is super interesting, and, and we can dive into this because I know I know Devaris will want to talk about this, but you are a player that maybe more than anybody in baseball, and I told this to Jack before we got on camera, maybe more than anybody in baseball, you could impact a team more because of the non-shifting than possibly anybody else that's not in baseball, that's that's not currently on a major league roster. Because of both sides of the ball, you're athletic enough to be a true shortstop. So if I throw you at second base, you're commanding that side of the field. I'm good with that. But the other thing is, you hit a lot of balls on the ground. I'm fine with that. And if they're not shifting you, I know that you can manipulate the baseball good enough to put the ball where they're not. And that's what hitting that's is. Why, that's why my exit velo is 81. Because I watch, if there's a slow runner, listen, there's a pitcher in front of me. I played in the National League in 2017. There's a pitcher at first base in front of me with two outs. They're holding the pitcher on. Why wouldn't I hook that baseball in a hole? Why would I try to do anything other than, yep. than that? Take because your John Carlos Stannis... Giancarlo Stanton's hitting second behind me, and now you got to pitch to him because yep. Christian Yelich is behind him. You you understand what I'm saying? Like I'm literally, literally like, oh, this doesn't make sense for me to go ahead and be the big guy right there. If you go look at all my extra base hits, there's no one in front of me. Number one, you can literally go see all of them, or somebody on like first with two outs 
where I got to actually hit it as far as I can. That's how I play baseball. I don't literally, I, Taylor, you literally witnessed me go out there like, oh, the, the center fielder going to play me in left center today. All right, I'm going to hit this line drive on the right side of second base, and it's a triple, even though it should be a single. Yeah. Or like we're playing, or, 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 like, or, or, or we're playing an indie, and, you know, I think something that's, that's you know, it happens in the minor leagues because there's not a lot of data, but in the minor leagues, for, for the, the, the listeners that don't really know this, most of the time, every hitter, whether you're right-handed or left-handed, you're getting shifted the same uh, as every other same side hitter. So if you're a left-handed hitter and you're D Gordon or you are Adam Dunn, you're probably going to get shifted the exact same in the minor leagues just because that's how the system is run. Yeah. There were so many at-bats where you would watch him and he would take a 20-pitch at-bat and be fouling really good pitches off the other way just because there was a hit the other way. And he knew, hey, you know how I can help a major league team? I can get a hit and steal second. And I can let Brian Reynolds hit me in. Uh, you know, that that's where <clears throat> that's where that's where the, those teams, you know, and, and like I said, with with the with the inability to shift, and you know, we can bring this up, like the inability to shift mixed with the fact that you're adding a you're adding that. In an era where in the past 10 years, you've basically devalued defense, right? Like, unless you're Nolan Arenado at third base, unless you're Andrelton Simmons at shortstop, I don't really care if you play defense. So now you've got subpar defenders, and I'm going to hit more ground balls. Now, like, once again, this is another area where he would affect a team really well because you're adding sinkers into the equation again. We talked about this on the last episode. Sinkers are coming back into the game. Why? You're looking and to limit the guys are not going to hit it. <laughs> They're not going to hit They're it. not going to hit it. And you're looking to limit slug. So where do you limit slug? You limit slug on the ground. What do I want? Which has always been an interesting part to like the whole pitching philosophy thing to me is like you're looking to limit slug. That's the only thing that that you've been trying to do your whole career. Teams have been seeing limiting slug is swing and miss. Yeah. Which don't get me wrong, you swing and miss, you're not going to slug. I get that. The chances that's that's, that, that's the chances that he's going to swing and miss three times in one at bat are not very good. Yeah. So if I want to limit his slug, what do I want? I want him to put the ball on the ground. Except. If he puts a ball on the ground, he gets the second base. That's yeah. a double. He might as well be hitting doubles. It's you know. Hold it, on, question. Hold on, hold on. I got a question. You're a catcher. You throw a sinker down in the way to me, right? And I hit this ball over the shortstop head. Is there any way I can hit that ball 102 miles an hour over his no, head? No, not a good pitch. Down in the way? <clears throat> Nor would you 90, want to. 93 mile an hour. He's gonna skip over the shortstop head. I'm gonna cruise in a second. But like that's what. Hold on. Is X and below part of bunting? If I'm bunting 30 mile an hour bunts, what you think my X and below is? Go look at 2017. I think I had about 20 bunt base hits. I was gonna say, give me a guy that's bunted more than that's bunted more than you in a full season. But I'm thinking, but what Successful. about my X and below? Yeah, right. No doubt. No doubt. That's part. That's part of the equation. If you take out, you take out the bunt hits I have. Jesus. I might be up with these guys. Because <laughs> yeah. I hit the ball hard when I get a chance to. Yeah. You see me, Taylor? Any yeah. Okay, Taylor, we played against Kansas City. It was, the bot it was in that rain delay. Remember that? 
and it was right on second. I led off in the tenth inning, and I literally looked at you and Alfred like, "All right, I'm gonna go ahead and oh, no, forget that. What about the first two days you met me in Indy? What did I do? Did I not go back to back homers two days in a row?" Yeah, that was tough. It was so funny, too, because, like, that was the last thing that anybody in that locker room expected. So everybody in that locker room was like, oh, my gosh, like, he's serious. He really like, – he's he's ready. Well, no, it was just like they told me I was going to come for a little bit, be ready. I was getting ready. They wanted somebody to slug the ball. So that's what I did. I hit three homers for you guys in, like, a week or two. Like, and, you, like, and you know what? You know what? You were the – you were the – like beneficiary is the wrong word, but like you are the product of, of a team that I, and I've said, this is one of the issues with, with the way that teams are handling things, in my opinion, of a guy that you were in an organization that they were more willing to pay the guy $500,000 that the, they were willing to pay the minimum guy to go up there and play rather than give you more service time, just because they knew you were going to be gone the next year. And they weren't necessarily trying to win the games. Yeah, I don't think they were trying to lose. I don't think they were tanking, but they weren't no, no, no. trying to put so the either. best player in the big leagues. If they were trying to put the best players in the big leagues, you're not sitting in Indy, right? No, that you're right. But like, like this, like this week, I've gotten phone calls, bro. Are you playing? Like, yeah, I, I would, I would love to play baseball, but like, do they want me to play baseball? That's- I would want to play baseball. I'm prepared to play baseball. I built a baseball field to play baseball. You know what I'm saying? So I'm ready to go. Like, I hit live every week. Like, I train. I mean, I ain't going to stop doing what I'm doing just because things aren't going well. I just literally, I was like, you know what? Let me go learn a new trade for sure. And that's what I did while I got ready to play. Well, you also, you were – on record, like right when we started, you know, Taylor said, "Hey, make sure you ask D about his basketball career." Um, you you do believe you're you're a better basketball player than you are baseball? Oh yeah, most definitely. Because like I just told you guys, I play baseball. Literally, I'm looking at okay, so that guy right there, that guy right there. Okay, well if I hook this one, that's how I play baseball. I play baseball technically. I do my job in baseball. He does it like a point guard. And, Literally, like I'm playing point guard, playing baseball. I'm not. Okay, tell the junior college the story. Team. Tell the junior college. He was the number one junior college basketball player in the country. No, 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 no. Baseball. 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 And basketball. Yeah, I no, didn't play JUCO. I didn't play baseball. I played basketball at JUCO. My dad stopped that <laughs> quick. So anyway, <laughs> like I played that way. I've been taught to always. I was taught to play baseball from the day. I didn't take baseball seriously. I didn't play baseball until I was 16. So I had to learn how to play baseball in the minor leagues. So what the Dodgers instilled to me was I come up in the bottom of the eighth down and run and try to tie. they like, no, 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 no. But we know you can try to go deep. We know you might go deep. But we need you to get on base. Yep. Well, I was like, well, trying okay, to win. Uh, what if they don't – they don't try – what if they – well, you want me to try to walk? No, don't walk because they're not going to walk. They're going to pitch to you because you're small. They think they can knock the bat out of your hand. Oh, that's cool. Boom. Base hit. Still second, still third. Tie game. Game over. However it goes. I was like, oh, that's how I got to play baseball. Y'all got to understand that got me through the minor leagues in two and a half years. Yeah. And you, you, started, ball when got... you, were, you started baseball when 16. you were 16, and it got you through yes. the minor leagues in two and a half years. 
two and a half years. I got drafted it's at twenty. Disgusting. Got drafted at twenty and was in the big leagues at twenty-three. That's incredible, dude. Yeah. So then I get to the Dodgers and I'm doing my thing and I'm balling. I'm hitting three hundred, but then the next year I had a t- I had a, like a I didn't have a great year. The second year you get found out. That's everybody in the big league. Yeah. So Same going to the next yeah to the next <laughs> year. I was in AAA and I got called up and I'm talking about it. I'm killing AAA. I'm in like four something. I'm killing AAA. They called me up and once again, not speaking any names, but the coaches, you got a $300 million payroll. I'm like the last guy on the totem pole, put the ball on the tee yourself and hit like tight. So I need help because I'm, you remember, I just came off a okay year. It wasn't great. So I'm like, I kind of need some help, but I wasn't getting it. I went back to AAA. I sent back down and I talked to two of my coaches who are still with me now. Now that I listen, I'm going to go out here and get three hits of this triple-A game, but tomorrow we're going to start teaching me to hit the right way, blah, blah, blah. So start doing that, come back, hit like 350, come back, made the playoff roster, everything, go to Dominican win, run a ball player to you. I played Dominican and Puerto Rico that one in. Next thing you know, I come back and – I'm not launch angling, but I can. I'm starting to hit the ball like as far as I want to hit it, and not getting in trouble for it. Yeah. First day in camp, because we're going to Australia. First couple of days of camp, we go live BP. No, we play a scrimmage game. First, first batter. I'm on the B team, playing the Dodgers A team at the time. And first at bat, I go deep. Next, next at bat, triple. Next day back, go deep again. Another day, go deep again. They like, they call me in the office. I'm like, no, I'm feeling good. Like, they call me in the office and go, bro, I was like, what's up? We need you to hit the ball on the ground. What? All right, let me flip this all over his free. So I flipped it as free, made the team, made the all star team. So what do you want me to do? I made the all star team doing what they told me to do. So. Yeah, but when I got to Miami, I started, like, the field is bigger. Yeah. So I could hit the ball as far as I want, and it low-key wasn't going out. That's why I had all those triples. If you look at my spray chart, there are a lot of triples and doubles way farther than home run distance just because I played in Miami. It say I got 20 homers. I still have, like, 40 of them if you go look at the spray chart. I'll tell you what, the team that could use you probably more than anybody right now is Miami. Yes. (laughs) 100%. We're being Um, honest. Like, that infield. I love to play anywhere, man. I had a great time there, but I'm ready to go. And you know me, Taylor. I'm going to get up and I'm going to play. You know me. But, like, he loves the game. He's passionate about the game. Oh, my God. You're a guy. so fun. Yeah. He's a guy that it's like. You know, I don't want to say it's abnormal. I do think that, like, one of the things that surprised me when I got to pro ball and the big leagues especially, not necessarily pro ball. In the minor leagues, you don't see it as much. Guys don't necessarily love it as much as you would think. Well, it's stress-filled for a lot of guys, I feel like. I don't even mean that. Like, just the game. Like, there are people that don't love the game like this. Yes, because, Taylor, what's the first year you start playing baseball? 2011. Your in your whole life. Oh no! What is this? Uh, 1993. 
okay, you understanding what I'm saying? From 1993 to 2023, this has been your whole identity. Yep. A lot of guys check out because, like, things like the situation I had last year, I'm hitting 300 in the big leagues, playing four or five positions, playing great. I'm playing shortstop. And then all of a sudden, just I'm gone. Yeah. My wife gets sick. I can't go to the field, and I'm released. Like, that's like guys don't want to keep going through that. That's why they lose their love. But for me, it's just like, man, life happens. It is what it is. I can give I can I feel like I can get past anything. You know what I'm saying? So like that's why I don't take it like, oh, I'm sad or anything. No, bro, like even last year I wasn't pissed. It was like, yo, I can go get my business off the ground and build a baseball field out here and continue to train and be ready to go. Yo, let's talk, let's talk about, let's talk about Indy, bro. This dude, this dude. So we're like, we're really good friends, obviously, at this point, right? This cat, I like, <laughs> I show up to the, we're in, we're in St. Paul. We hung out the night before, like we went and got dinner. He ordered Raisin Cane's for the boys. So we're sitting there eating Raisin Cane's. I wake up in the morning, I head to the field. I like texting him to get coffee, which like, look, if you don't know Tavares, don't bother texting him. It's fine. It, it, he'll get to you in a week. <laughs> Gosh. But but I get to the field and his locker was gone. Not like not like he's not there, like his locker was packed up and gone. And I'm like, what in the world? And he texts me and he goes, Yeah, bro, sorry, I had to head out a day early. My opt-out was tomorrow, but they weren't gonna call me up. So I had to take care of a couple business things. So we headed back. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That happened this year. That happened this year too. Like I was told, like at the so people were gonna get dealt. They just get ready, go back, cause like we just had a baby, and then like I come back to the team. We play Miami. I come, we come home. We wake up. My wife not feeling well. Literally, I'm like, yo, not feeling well. Two minutes later, I get a phone call. Babe, we gotta let you go. I'm like, all right, whatever. I gotta attend to my week old son and my <laughs> my wife. So, you know what I'm saying? So, then they're like, listen, call us. And we'll call you in a week. Call me in a week. They're like, listen, uh, you got caught up in the number game, which is fine. That's that's pro sports. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, that's fine. They're like, we want you to come back. And I was like, you know what? I wouldn't even have went with nobody else. So, I will come back. So, I end up coming back. And they're like, listen, we're going to have some people get traded. And those people didn't get traded. You you, you see what I'm saying? And that's, that happens, you understand? So I wasn't, yeah. like, on tripping or nothing, but it was just like, oh, dude, I got a two-week-old baby. Yeah. I'm going I home. business. I- yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, like- hey, look, look, when my, when, my son, when my son was born, so my son was born August 26th of 2019. I was designated, and now, now players won't understand this, but, like, you'll remember this. You know, up until 2019, was that the first year? No, 2020 was the first year. 2019, you still could call all 40 guys up in September. Yep. I got optioned and designated in September. Never happens. No reason yeah, to option yeah. a guy in September, right? It was an absolute zoo, whatever. It happened. They actually optioned somebody else too, which is blows my mind. But so I get I get designated and I and and when I got optioned, I had a seven-day-old. I think it was like September 2nd when I got optioned. So I I call him like, hey, like I'm gonna go back home, man. I got a I got a week old kid. I'm gonna go home. Okay, no problem. You know, spend your three days. Iowa was in the playoffs, so now, uh, you know, come 2020, 20 
or 21, 22. Now, AAA plays into October. That wasn't the case back then. Yeah. AAA ended September 1st unless you made the playoffs. So the only reason this even mattered was because I was in the playoffs. So the the traveling secretary calls me. He's like, hey, uh, you've got to go. You've got to show up. Um, or we have to put you on the restricted list. And I was like, man, you've already filled my spot. You called somebody up. Uh, can I just stay home with my kid? And he's like, no, like, you know, I really don't think you can. I, uh, I get, I get on a plane to go to Des Moines. I I can't make this up. Like this kind of still blows my mind. (laughs) I get on a plane. I fly to Des Moines. I don't get off the plane. I take my phone off airplane mode to a voicemail from the farm director saying that uh, I had been designated and that I could go back home. So I got off the flight and I, and I literally walked off the plane, grabbed my luggage. I called the traveling secretary on the plane. He booked me another flight. I grabbed my luggage, went and got my boarding pass and get back on and flew home. Like, so, you know, D talks about like guys going through stuff, you know, people go through all types of stuff and, and, the the you know it's all it's all glitz and glamour to everybody that watches us it's all the it's all the extension that he got right like that's all that people when they see him when they see strange gordon when they see that name all they remember is the batting title and the extension right yeah. they don't know what he went through to get all that they don't know the ups and downs and like obviously for you like it was a little different right like two and a half years in the minor leagues it's not as much as most but like I'm sure within that, you still had your trials and tribulations. You still had stuff but that – But not even the minors. The the big part was, shoot, I told you 2012, I wasn't playing good. I break my thumb. I'm asleep. And, Taylor, you know pro sports, you're not supposed to lose your starting job to do the injury. Yep. You that's like a, that's like the unwritten rule. Yeah. I'm sleeping in the middle of the night, and my TV – and I just happen to just sleep with the TV on watching ESPN, and I hear, welcome to Hanleywood. And I go – Huh? We got Henry Ramirez? Yeah, okay, cool. That's dope. Let me see how this go. I'm going to be a great teammate. Come in. Hey, D, come in real quick. Yes, sir. I got the cast on mine. Hey, don't worry about Hanley. He's just going to play third base. <laughs> that don't even sound right. One of, one right, of the, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, prime, I'll tell you this. Prime Hanley Ramirez. Insane, dude. Is one of the no, it, it is are like in my opinion. Now I watch this guy live, so I feel probably differently than some. I would go to argue he's one of the best five tool guys, prime Hanley that's ever played the game. He could do just about every because he was playing a, a really good defense I, with a cannon and he hit bombs. If he could, if he could just stay here, Hall of Famer. Wow, I play with him. He care about like. Who was – how about this? Okay, here are two questions for you. So, one, best player you ever played with. But two, and this is typically I, – I, I preach this because I believe this, and everybody will tell you the same thing. You. You would you would tell me the same thing. What's more important to you? If somebody asked a, a teammate if you were the best player they ever played with or the best teammate they ever played with? Best teammate. No sure. question. So, from you, I want best player you ever played with – like. Just the most talented guy. Doesn't have to be the, the best physically, but like most talented. And then I want the best teammate. I want your favorite teammate. Well, one, the number one best player I ever played with was myself. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 
You know, I, you know, don't listen, Taylor. Though I say little funny, crazy little stuff like that all the time, and shit like that all the time. But best player I ever played with. Like, did it have to be great while we were playing together? No, or like no. I want to know, like, the guy Ichiro. that when you played with him, you were Ichiro. like, you know, he Ichiro. Yeah. And I'm his longest senior teammate, fire. Bro, crazy. Same, shit. Hey, we have the same shit. agent. We have the same agent. Yeah. Ichi's the fucking GOAT. That's my dog. Like. Hey, me and Jack, me and Jack like were just talking about up there. How yeah, crazy that's my were his BPs? Awesome. They're like, he hit straight home. But here's the thing. You don't put an X in Velo on that. You just be cool that they're homers. That's literally what I do when I hit homers. You might not say 109. You might say 99, 100. But, like, there's a, if you're, you're a guy, down you're on a the guy, ball, look, gonna... you, you, you play. I know this sounds – this is going to sound absolutely insane because you made a bunch of money. You won – you had an all-star – a couple all-star appearances. But, like, you played in the wrong era. If you were, no, I said that if all you were, the time. If you were ten years younger or ten years older, you play for twenty years easily. Because yeah. there's nothing like when I went to Seattle, right? People look at my numbers in Seattle. You go look at my numbers in 2018, going into May 20th ish. I was leading American League hits, average stolen bases, the American League. My boy. My boy, uh, we like one of my great friends, good friends, not as tight as me and you, but we cool. Marcus Stroman. Yeah. Was, I'm looking, you know, the guy before, you know, I go look at the picture every night, looking at him, looking at how he's doing. And it's not great at the time. So I'm sitting there doing my little stretch, about to lead off, getting my legs moving. I have to, and I always kind of look at the picture to see how he's feeling. Because how he feel is how I feel. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? If he feel like I'm the shit, I feel like, no, the fuck you're not. It's going to be one nothing real fast. <laughs> if he cool, I kind of got to get myself up for this. Yeah. Like, like if he I'm feels right, if you can tell that he feels right, you got to lock it in it, just a hair more. Oh, but so yeah. that's the thing. I want, that's the third part. If he, if he's locked in, I got him. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, if 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 he's locked in, I am the most calm person in the stadium. Yeah. I need him to be locked in because if he's locked in, he's going to go, you know what? I don't think he can beat me. Boom, and I beat him. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, too. Like, I'll tell you this, too. Like, you're a guy that 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 really understands and you, you prepare for the games. So – if yeah. a guy is locked in, if I'm going to – this is something interesting. This is actually an interesting – and you can you can attest to this probably more than I can. But, like, when you're going into a game and you prepare, you read the scouting reports, right? Like, we see – and, Jack, like, the reports in the big leagues, I, I, I'll I show you some at one point. But I like don't read reports. I'm going to tell you why, though. I'm going to have to tell you why, but go ahead. But, the but they're unbelievable. I don't read them. Right? Like, they're, they're incredible. But yeah, outside of reports, a lot of guys – uh, I'm sure you were one of them, would go watch video of these pitchers and go watch these guys, and they would say, hey, what is this guy doing against similar guys? I don't need to read the report necessarily, but I want to know the basics, and then I'm going to go watch the video. So if a guy's locked in, typically, that means he's going to follow exactly what pattern it is that he follows on most of his starts. When they're not yeah. locked in, 
that's when they do the other stuff that you're not necessarily uh, sure what they're going to do now. Right. Probably means they're going to leave something over the middle. Hopefully like that's the goal if they're not locked in, but also means you're kind of on an impasse here when it comes to what is he going to do when he's locked in? I know he like when I watch a pitcher and I go, that guy's locked in. I know what he's going to do. That doesn't mean I'm going to get his bread and butter pitches. It just, it just means I know exactly what sequence is about to happen because I've studied enough. He's studied enough to know, Hey, this is what he's coming with. Yeah. Yeah. So, but for myself, Taylor was playing with me. We used to sit right there in Indy, right there in the little thing right there. And our hitting coach at the time, none. D, you got to be ready for the fastball. And I used to go, none. They're not going to throw me the fastball. Yes, they will, D. No, 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 no. They're not going to throw me the fastball. I'm going to lead the game off. I'm going to get a fastball away. And then I'm going to get a changeup. Then I'm going to get a curveball. Then I'm going to get another changeup. He's like, no way, D. They're going to look at you. I said, that's what you would do back in the day. These guys not doing that do. because they can't beat me with a fastball. They have to try to trick me. Yeah. How many times I told y'all guys that? I was like, listen, it'll be, I'll be like, I'm going to hit a home run right here. And they're like, how do you know you're going to hit a home run? He's going to throw a slider. I'm going to hit. D, why are you practicing so much? Remember, we used to be in the trade. Why are you practicing so much on a breaking ball machine? First day, 2-1 curveball. Who gets a 2-1 curveball to the leadoff guy? The leader game off. Yep. Boom. You know, you know what's you know what's really funny about that too is like I had a I had a guy that was a coach for me. This dude's won over two thousand games as a minor league manager. Absolutely one of the most accomplished minor league managers of all time. Hold on, hold on. We talking from the men for uh the Cubs. Yeah, Buddy Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. So he one of the things that he said that I will uh, dude, I will f- remember this forever is he talked about when we would do bunning stuff he would have us bunt off-speed pitches. And it was like, he said, he's like, what's the reason was, he's like, what's harder to bunt? A ball that's straight or a ball that's not? You never, ever work on bunting a curveball, ever. So in a in a bunting situation, what am I going to throw? An off-speed pitch. D's hitting, it's a bunting situation. I'm going to throw him an off-speed pitch. They, they throw me a oh looper, and I absolutely crush it. And I'll be like, thank you, Jesus. Double or triple. I'm like, yep, thank you. Appreciate it. Like, because I've studied. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it's first and second, no outs. They're going to throw me a fastball. Next thing you know, I'm 0-2. Missed two curveballs right down the middle. Yeah. Like, no. Like, he knows, like, I'm studying that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And I'm taking my chances on it early. And... That's just how I play. Like you said, I play, I play baseball just like I play basketball. So going back to that, I need a comp on on the court. Like who who do you play like? Ja, Ja Morant with a better shot. That's he's awesome. a he's a poor yeah. man's AI. Let's be honest. Like I'm really like Iverson for real. That's what I'm saying you're poor man's AI. Like I'm really like the only reason I I'm say really poor like man's AI is because. The only reason I say I poor man is I'm in the believer that I'm I'm a believer that you could put AI in the top ten. Arguably, he's a he's a point guard on your sure. starting five, depending where you go. Like I think AI is one of the best ever. But yeah, so that's the only reason I say poor man. Fair. Yeah, I'm with it. That's who I modeled it after. All right, get buckets. Can you throw it? You can't throw it down like Ja, can you? Okay. Come on now. All right. Sorry. 
<laughs> Sorry about it. You can you can literally throw it down like Jaw. Um, He's the best athlete in his family, Jack. Without yeah. question. And you've got some freaks. Hey, how cool I'm is literally this? Yeah. Go ahead. How cool Yo, is I'm with you. I, I was just gonna say, like, how cool is it to see Nick doing what he's doing? He fucking better. I built that fucking swing, bro. Hey, like, hey, bro, hey, you got that's actually a hilarious conversation. So I remember like I was playing with D for like two weeks before I even brought Nick up. And I be, we we were talking about something, and I just said, like, have you ever hit with Nick? And then he looked at me and he goes, Are you kidding me? I did that. That was me. He's basically me. I bet him better than me. I gave y'all a bit the version of me you wanted. It's like D 2.0. That's I literally like, oh, they're pissed off at me for hitting the ball on the ground. Hey, bro, you better not fucking do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Legitly, bro, like, don't be me. Be better than me. Because they're not liking it right now. They're doing this thing called StatCast, and it's not going to work out for me. <laughs> but, hey, but but once again, but once again, like, that's just another area where, like, you know, I think that if you talk to to Nick and you talk to, to Tavares and you, and you find out their relationship and how that all worked, like, most guys in, in your spot wouldn't have given that much time to him would have focused on yourself more and and you didn't and that goes back to you and, and your characteristics and your in your heart and and that's one of the reasons that we became such close friends was because bro i i could care less about the baseball right like you're a great baseball player and that's sick but like i don't care you got a good heart <clears throat> and, you, and you have good intentions and i just think your brother's another example of that Right. Like as far as the baseball stuff goes, like <clears throat> it's cool. It's cool to see. It's cool to see. And, and I'm sure it's even cooler for you to be proud and, and be like, man, like I had oh, something yeah. to do with that. That's it. You got some shit to do. You got to get like, listen, I need him to hit 20 home runs. And I mm-hmm. don't care about the pressure. And at least bat. I'm going to be okay if he hit 20. Give me 265. Hey, cool. so here's here's the, here's the here's the bigger question. You're a better basketball player. Is he a better rapper? If I put my heart into it, Taylor, we both know I'm the best. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fire at it. <laughs> you, you got the bars, bro. So, you writing it. You writing this stuff. It's it. Don't tell him I told y'all. No, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just Jack. Did you I know that he was a rapper? Did you know that Nick was a rapper? I did not know yeah, that Nick, Nick was a rapper. You didn't know that? Yeah. No. Nick. Okay. Nick so he needs to be a baseball player. Okay. That's what I told Taylor. I think that's how the conversation started. Like, hey, bro. No, no. The conversation started. No, the conversation. Baseball player. The conversation started because I was at. So I was the old. I went to the rookie development camp in Miami with Nick. I was. Well, I didn't go yep. with Nick, but I went with the Cubs, and Nick was there. Yeah. And. Right. I don't remember how this happened, but like it just kept getting brought up that Nick was rapping and he had maybe he had just released something. Uh, but then when I saw D, I was like, hey, bro, like, are you gonna get signed by a record label? What do we got? <laughs> and, he, and he was just, he, it, was, it was funny, but I was like, that fool better hit a baseball. My thing is, here, Jack, Taylor, y'all listen. This is me thinking. If you play baseball good, they pay you 
then you can find your own rap career or do whatever you want to do. And not ask your brother. <clears throat> right? It's the Lillard thing. I mean, Aaron Gordon, that Aaron Gordon track was awful, but it, it got out because he had NBA money to push it out. He had the money to push it out. That's like what me and Taylor mom doing with this. Baseball We're going to push it out because... Hey, you know yeah, what? I will. Like, you know hey, what hey you know what? I am gonna. I am gonna give a little, a little feedback, a little throwback on that. Is that you know he's repping that black sheep farm stuff. I would happily be wearing a black sheep farm shirt right now. No questions asked. Would I be wearing a black sheep farm shirt every single podcast? I'd be wearing a black sheep farms hat, just so you know too. But hey, you know, I got nothing. I got nothing. I apologize, and I will do better. Just goes back. But you know what? You know brother. what? This is why I love D because this just goes back to like the fact that I texted him and he wouldn't text me back for a week. Like it has nothing to do with his intentions. He just totally forgets. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Bro. Ask your mom. I taught I, his mom know, every day, <laughs> every day. And bro, my brain, y'all got to understand I'm building up and I'm going to give you a little bit of it for this podcast. I'm building something that's going to be so crazy. That's been in my brain before I met him. You see what I'm saying? So it's crazy. I met him in 2021. We're just now putting it on paper this week. Becoming a reality. Type, type of deal. Yeah. So, so much stuff is oozing out of my head right now. It's like, I can sleep finally. You know? <laughs> like, when, since I came home, bro, like, I got home in August, August 15th. Me and his mom's in North Carolina. I'm buying a freight farm. This, this so cool little hey, situation I got hey, going on. Funny thing about the freight farm. I don't even know if my mom's told you this. So we had a guest earlier on the show, Dylan Cease. So Dylan yes. Cease, um, I end up actually may end up connecting you two, but D- you know, you know who Dylan Cease is, right? Yeah. So so he uh, it, Yeah. So when we were when we were uh when he was on the podcast, he was telling us that like he has some farming stuff. He wants to farm, not not for others. He wants to farm for himself. He wants to have like a little farm and he grow all types of stuff. And and honestly, he lives in Atlanta. So I was like, dude, you don't like, there's not a ton of land there. What better than a freight farm? And so I said to him, so I literally, I've texted my mom since and I've sent him information. He has called freight farm on behalf of, of D Strange Gordon and Julia Davis. Uh, but it's it's just, it's a funny connection here that Jack didn't even know about. That's hilarious. I mean, that, but that's so hey, man, cool, people though. helping people. It's people yeah, helping man. people. And it's also like, you know, the average baseball fan looks at it as like, oh, Dylan Cease, like he just does baseball. And that's that. Oh, D Gordon, like he just does baseball. That's his life. There's so much more there. And, and if I've picked anything up over the last hour, it's like you guys share, and I knew this about Taylor, but you guys share this like beautiful sense of perspective that probably makes your enjoyment of baseball a bit higher. And my, my last thing that I want to ask you is like, I got to ask about the Homer because this is a moment that's going to live forever in baseball. Forever, forever. It, it's, forever. it's without question. <clears throat> I mean, I honestly, I couldn't give you moments maybe like Roger Maris it's a top five moment in MLB history. Like, you know, and I've never told D that like D that, that was such a moment outside of you. you. And you know that, but like 
that that is a moment that for sure you, you know go to go to the sandlot dude like you know yeah you're you know legends I practice, live forever bro. bro i practice yeah i practice that a million times like you know what i'm saying but it goes back to first of all it was god number one number one first and foremost it was god but number two it's like goes back to our earlier conversation I had a situation where I knew what I needed to do. I knew what the situation was. So it's like, it's, it's weird. Like, like I told you, I'm a point guard player. And that situation called for that. You see what I'm saying? And before the game started, you think about it, I started right-handed. I already knew the situation was going to kind of come down to me at some point. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, and instead of just playing D Gordon's game, I played Jose Fernandez game. game. You played Jose Fernandez game because yeah, you know what? I played, he was there for I the played. big moment, and and that was you yeah. in the moment. Yeah, and I was like, "Nah, come outside yourself right here." In the big leagues, bro, we play 163 games in 180 days. You have to continue to stay. What made me so much better and so good is I stayed the same. 0 for four, four for four. Take the same BP, take the same approach to the game. I don't care who's pitching. But yep. and usually Taylor knows the game. If you come outside of yourself, it usually doesn't work. Yeah. Yep. It usually doesn't work out. So that's why I say number one, I was gone, because I came outside of my game to lead the game off with a home run. Yes, I've led games off with home runs before, but it was intent behind me doing it. You see what I'm saying? And Dang, that's crazy. And that just made me think of another story. That, wow. All right, anyway. Come on. Yeah, come on. So Drop it. it. Let's intended. go. Well, it's just like the bad title day. The day I won the bad title. We come in, Dan Jennings goes, son, Bryce Harper got you by 0.1%. Dan Jennings. Which, by the way, by the way, just to let you know, we're going to have to have you back on again solely to have an episode about Dan Jennings. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, anyway. He goes, son, you got to go today. So, okay. I said, all right. Well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead. If I lead off, I literally take a big swing if I swing at the first pitch. Let off, double off the wall. Boom. Because I'm going for it. I'm not trying to hit the single and steal second. I got the bags. I'm literally trying to do only damage. Right? Next next pitch. All right. I just hit his cutter. His cutter. He's going to try to get me off. Who are you, who are you, face, who are you I have no clue no more. Come on. Because uh, he got like three on. people in my head. It had like three. I want to say Zach Eikhoff. Who were Jared Eikhoff? Yeah, Jared Eikhoff. Were you playing the Phillies? Jared Eikhoff. Yeah, hey, I played he was, he was so, in Indy last year. That's one of my buddies. I'm going to ask him. That's Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. I believe it was him, though. It could have been him. It might have been something. I don't know. Like, they had. Was it Pavetta? No, I think Pavetta was. They had Eflin, I don't know. Too. They had anyway, Eflin too. Might have been Eflin that, like, I kind of got him and Eflin okay. kind of okay. yep. together because they yep. big riding yep. come over the top. So I kind of got them together. So I'm not sure. Uh, so next day, I'm like, all right, you got your changer. He's going to try to get me get me off his fastball and throw a changer. Next day, pick, first pitch, home run. Like, yo, I could have done this all year, but. I might not have hit 330. I might have hit 290. Yeah. Like, you see what I'm saying? So, 
coming out of me is going to drop. It has to drop. And that's what happens with even a launch angle. Like, if you got a guy who's a good hitter with a good swing at 270, 275 with 12 to 15 mm-hmm. and 60 RBIs, and then you make him start launch angling, and now he can get the 20 home run, well, something got to drop. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And they don't take that into account. Like a guy that I always Mm -hmm. point to, and this is a random, this is like a random uh, uh, drop, but like Dan Vogelbach, Dan Vogelbach with the Cubs put together in AAA, he put together unbelievable at bats. He was in, you played with him in Seattle. He wasn't like, I'm adding, people don't don't give him enough credit for how good of a hitter he is. Like, he can really hit. Pure hitter. But I'm sure the Cubs and Seattle both told him, hey, we want you to walk less. He Because he walked, and that's what he did. He got on base, and understandably, <clears throat> he doesn't run great. I don't run great. I get it. But he doesn't run great, so they were like, hey, we don't necessarily want you to walk. We want you to hit. The issue isn't in that you asked him not to walk. The issue is that he's got to completely change the way he goes about his at-bats because now he's not putting together quality at-bats. He's hunting one pitch, which is why the year that he hit 30, he only hit 200. He's not a 200 hitter. He is a 280 hitter if you let him hit like he does. He's a 300 hitter, and he hit 20 homers. Right. But totally. You gotta give. They took away when I played with them. They told him don't hit the ball or the shortstop. He does that almost as good as me. As as anybody, he can throw a ball in the left center field gap better than anybody I've ever seen. I, but if you tell him to throw, take that away, well, of course he's gonna swing and miss now. Yep. He's only trying to hit it one way. That you're totally right. And with the team that we were on together, he was getting sent up and down because he would be getting base hit. And they didn't want that. They didn't want singles. They didn't want singles. No. no. And, and that, is, thing, that like, is like another area where, like, he's another guy. If he's playing – if he plays in the 80s or the 90s, he's got – He's the best, he's one of the best players. Years. Man, I love yeah. it. Hey, D, this was awesome, man. We got to have you back on. Y'all let me know. Let's do a part two. We're doing part two, y'all, for sure. I'm in. I'm in. Have a good weekend, guys. Really appreciate it. All right, fellas. All right.